Hey friend, welcome to The Ashley O Show. I'm your host, Ashley O'Connor. I'm a registered nurse turned health coach, and I am on a mission to keep people out of the hospital and into healthier lives than they ever thought possible. How? By getting back to the basics, prioritizing mental health, ditching diet culture, and repairing our relationships with food, fitness, and our bodies. Expect unfiltered, unapologetic, and unsugarcoated conversations about building lives, careers, bodies, and minds that are stronger than we could have imagined. The truth is, I don't have it all figured out, but I plan on spending my life searching for answers to the most important questions. This podcast is all about bringing you along for that ride. Now let's go chase some uncertainty. Hey friends, welcome back to the Ashley O Show. I am really excited to bring this episode to you from Bozeman, Montana. So we are in our next location. We have just finished an insane moving weekend. And I figured this would be the perfect opportunity to kind of reintroduce myself for those of you who are new, as well as just update you guys on this journey, the lessons I learned on just this last leg of this journey. And I can tell you these Everything that I learned can translate to so many different areas of life. And just taking this leap and living the type of life that we've chosen has taught me so much in pretty much every single sector of my life way outside of living as a nomad. So let's dive in. For those of you who are new, you can definitely go back to episode, I think it's 136, where I talked about this transition in length. But just to recap just a little bit, back in November, I officially left my job as a nurse. I was at the time working in the cath lab, and I had decided to finally take the leap and work as an entrepreneur and build my business as a health coach and personal trainer, which is exactly what I'm doing right now. And that transition really coincided with our decision to take on digital nomad life. So my husband and I, as well as two of our friends, are digital nomads in the sense that we all work remotely and travel around the country as it is right now, living for three or four months in different places. I remember it was like a couple years ago where one of our friends that is currently our roommate, she had left one job and got a new job that was allowing her to go remote. And she kind of brought up this vague idea, like maybe I could travel around and still do my job. Like she brought it up and I clung on to that idea for dear life because to me, it was exactly what I needed in my life at that moment. I was working as a nurse. I was miserable. It was my third attempt at some job that I thought might fit the bill I had tried. I worked in the ICU on night shift, and then I had gone outpatient, and then I had gone into a procedural setting in the cath lab because I was just trying to search for where I fit in the nursing world. And I just never found a home that felt right. I constantly felt depressed when I had to go to work. I never wanted to be there. I loved my patients and the work itself. Honestly, I was really good at and I thoroughly enjoyed like 90% of it. Like my patients were amazing. My coworkers were awesome, but there was always something missing between the politics that were going on behind the scenes that I had no control over, the toxic nature of some aspects of nursing culture and healthcare culture in general. And then just the general Western medical system felt at odds with my inner mission, which was always to make a positive impact on people's lives and help them live healthier and happier lives. Like that's always what I wanted. And nursing seems like that would be a perfect fit, right? But in reality, the medical system as it exists today 
I don't think enables that to happen. I never really felt like I was actually helping. There were, of course, the one-off cases where there was a clear outcome and somebody could go back to their lives and you know be the father of four or whatever, and it, it was a beautiful thing. I appreciate all of that impact that I could make. But the day-to-day life, 90% of my patients, it just felt like we were putting Band-Aids on things. It never felt like we were getting to the root of the problem. It felt like we were just focusing on quantity of life over quality of life. I watched way too many people suffer. So anyways, I was at this point where I knew that nursing wasn't right for me, and I didn't know exactly what the next thing would look like, but I knew I needed an injection of some sort of change into my life and moving had always felt like an easy way to do that. I know that, you know, wherever you go, there you are. Like I know (laughs) that that is the reality. You can't run away from your problems by just moving. But I also knew at that point I had lived the first 24 years of my life in New Hampshire with my family. I had never left. I had never been on a plane. I had never gone anywhere. And when I moved from New Hampshire to Tucson, where we lived before this whole nomad life, I experienced this extraordinary change in my life. I went from the girl who was in a long-term relationship with someone who just wasn't aligned with zero friends, no hobbies, and no prospects, no idea what she was going to do with her life moving forward, to a girl who built community, made friends, left that long-term relationship, met my now husband, ran my first half marathon, and then all of that cascaded into me going back to school, me making a major life change, me moving in with my now husband. I could literally go on and on forever about the ways that my life has changed. But all I know is that if I had never taken that first leap of leaving a place where I had lived my entire life that thus far, where I felt safe, even though I was miserable, if I had never taken the leap and moved from my comfort zone to a new place where there's lots of change and lots of discomfort, then my life would be in a very different place right now. So I see that move as the first catalyst in my life that changed so much. And so when this idea came up where we could potentially move around the country and live in different places for short periods of time and experience different parts of the world, I knew that this could also be a catalyst for the change that I was looking for in my life at the time. So because I was stuck in a job that just didn't feel aligned, I was struggling with the idea of leaving because I had invested so much time and money into that career. This was my second career. I had already gone into my undergrad, had no idea what I was going to do with that. I just went to college because everyone told me I had to, and I had no idea what I wanted with my life. So I already had a degree. I already had tons of debt, and I already went back to school, tried it again, and got even more debt, went through three different jobs, felt like a failure because I know that I have the mental capacity and the ability and the resiliency and everything else that you needed to be a good nurse. I could handle it. It didn't scare me away. It's just that I knew that it wasn't right. But The fear that that's how I would be perceived held me back for a long time too. This idea that I had already invested all this time and money and that I might be judged as too weak or not smart enough or just not good enough to be a nurse because I admire that profession so much. I admire each and every one of you who are still working as nurses, but I also know way too many nurses who are miserable in that career. We need to make a change in the healthcare system in general and value the people who work in it. And I would love to be a part of that change in transition, but I also know that I need to do what is right for my life in this moment. 
So I was already struggling with this, like knowing that nursing wasn't the right profession for me long term. Do I regret it? Absolutely not. I learned an immense amount, was able to build this community up. And I know in the transition, our community has shifted, but I I value each and every one of you who are still here so dang much. But I knew it wasn't right for me. And then the seed was planted in my brain of we could move around the country and experience a completely different kind of way to live. This is probably the only time in our life that we are ever going to do this. And this is my way out is kind of how I saw this idea that we could be nomads. Because I knew I, I technically I could probably do travel nursing and be a nomad, but for the most part, it wasn't going to work. And I I knew that I wanted to build this exact business. I knew that I was meant to serve people in this way, in a more direct way, in a way outside of the standard medical system. I knew that I could make more of an impact here than I ever could as a nurse. And I saw nomad life as my clean slate. We would be moving all the time, making those big transitions. I would start my business at the same time. It was like an opportunity to reinvent my entire life up until that point. Of course, there are the stable pieces. There are things that stay the same, but I saw it as a restart, hitting the reset button, an opportunity to, to evolve and grow in a way that I just wasn't able to, stuck in the life that I was in before. And let me just say that this is not a requirement to change your life. You do not need to uproot the entire thing and throw it off a cliff and see what happens. Like, <laughs> I think that my brain works in a specific way, and that's that's tends to be what works for me. Because if I try and build something on the side, if I try and half-ass things, I don't want to say half-ass things, let's call it give it half of my effort because... I already am devoting so much of my energy and time to something else. Like that, it's half-assing, it makes it sound like you're doing something wrong. To me, it's that I could only give this business so much because I was trying to do too much at the same time. And that's just how my brain works. Moving and uprooting your life, all of this is not a requirement to change it. But I think there is value in looking at opportunities to reinvent, to grow in a new way, to make the pivots and the big changes. Because reinventing my life in this way, in becoming nomads, in jumping full-time into entrepreneurship, in failing and getting back up over and over and over again and getting really comfortable with letting go has changed so many other aspects of my life. It's a domino. It's a ripple effect. Like this one thing changed so much. Reinventing my life in this way led to changes in my health and fitness routine, in my relationship with my body and food and exercise, with my friendships, with the community that I was able to build, with my relationship with my husband, with my relationship with myself and my own mental health. Choosing this life changed my whole life. And I know you might be listening to this and thinking like, Ashley, sure, that's great for you. You're very privileged, but there's no way that I can do this in my life. So how am I supposed to change anything? You do not need to do what I'm doing right now in order to change your life or reinvent it to build it into the thing that you actually wanted for your life. I'm not saying that you can flip a switch and it's going to happen. I'm not going to say that this is supposed to be all butterflies and unicorns or that you need a billion dollars to do it because I realize that the position that I'm in right now is a privileged one. Not everyone can uproot their life in this way and, and make this change and commit to this type of life because they have families and kids and responsibilities and bills and everything else that comes down to our the lives that we've built. So I'm not saying you need to do this, 
But I think there's something in each of our lives that we are avoiding. There's a pivotal piece. There's the tipping point, the thing that is at the core of everything. So if you are currently spending most of your days miserable because you hate the job, I think we need to look at that space. That doesn't mean that you need to go in tomorrow and put put in your notice or quit. Like you can, and I support you if that's your the choice that you make, if it's right for you. But that's not the requirement. But I do think that in each of our lives, we each have some big pain point. There's probably multiple. We all have things that we want to change. But there's often one thing that weighs on you the most. It depends on the person. It could be the job. It could be a relationship. It could be a health and fitness journey. It could be anything, honestly. But I do believe that we each have one major pain point that is pivotal. If we change that thing, it's going to ripple into the rest of our lives. If we, for example, finally heal our relationship with our body and get to a place where we feel comfortable in our skin, that means that we gain confidence. And so we ask for more things at work. We finally get that raise. We, we make the change. We make the, get the promotion. It means that we can chase after our kids without getting winded. And so our life just becomes more joyful. It means that we don't have to feel this constant worry of counting calories or obsessing over how our clothes fit or everything else that gave us so much stress. It means so much, this one thing, whatever that thing is. So I just invite you to look at your life and identify that pivotal point. Identify what you think might be the change. And here's the deal too. You will not be certain. There is no guarantee There will always be the what ifs. There will always be the questions. There will always be the fear of making the changes in your life. There could be the fear like, what if I leave this job and I still hate the next one? Trust me, I've done that uh, multiple times. And it is painful and frustrating to try something, to make a change, and it still not feel aligned, still not work out. It can feel like, what's wrong with me? Am I the problem? Is this ever going to get better? It, It can start to feel like that with each change that you make. But at the end of the day, I still never regretted each one because I left something that wasn't going to fit and I tried something else. There's so much power in just trying in this effort piece because too many of us stay stuck in hopes of some guarantee, in hopes that it's going to feel certain and comfortable. We are always looking for this right time the right time to leave the job, the right time to have kids, the right time to retire, the right time to buy the house when the market is better. We're always looking for this perfect time to do things in our lives. And I can guarantee you this, there is none. There is not a right time. There is no perfect time. It really just doesn't exist because you might wait your whole life for the right time. It may never come or you missed it. You might be living in it right now. Like how often do you hear people say that they wish they had done something sooner? I feel like I hear that way more often than I ever hear anyone say, I wish I waited longer to do that thing. I don't know if I've ever heard anyone say that. Think of like a business idea. Like I know so many people that are like, I had this idea to to build this business, but it's already done now. So I, I missed my opportunity. Like I hear that so freaking often. And I just I just wonder how long that idea lived in their head. 
Like, could they have been the first one to come up with the idea? But I also, at the same time, try and remind people when they tell me that sort of sentiment that you could still do it. Just because somebody else has done it doesn't mean that you can't do it anymore. It just means that it's possible. They showed you. They gave you an example. But I know way too many people in my life that have ideas and inventions and businesses and all of these things on their heart that spend so much of their energy and effort obsessing over all of the details of how to make this thing happen when the right time is, when the right time is to launch this thing or to retire, to leave the job, to grow the business, to invest or whatever. And I just know that so many of these same people are going to be talking to me in five years saying they wish they did it five years ago because that was the right time. They just didn't realize it in the moment. So I only bring this up because I know that someone out there listening, maybe you, are sitting on this change that you know you need to make or this idea for a business or something that is on your heart. You're sitting with it and waiting for some right time to come up. You're waiting for guaranteed conditions. You're waiting for the weather to look perfect. You're waiting for your bank account to have so much freaking cushion that you could fall from the Empire State Building and still be okay, which I only point that one out because Way too many people are waiting for some magic number to pop up in their bank account in order for them to have some arbitrary permission that it is safe to leave. Now, now I am 100% for building up your savings and having that be there for you in case anything goes wrong, in case of emergency, in case you know you leave your job and it takes you a little bit to find a new one. Like I'm all for having that cushion for yourself. Don't get me wrong. I don't want you to leave and have zero in your bank account. But for some people, there will never be enough in that account for you to feel safe. You're never going to feel right. It's never going to feel like nice and cushiony and, and comfortable making a huge change. It's just not going to feel good. I, I guarantee that for you. So why are we waiting for this moment as if it's going to pop up magically, that suddenly this magical amount in your bank account is going to make all of it better and it's then going to be easy to leave or to take the leap? It's not. It won't be. You do not need four years of savings in order to leave the job that is sucking the life out of you. You don't even know if you have four years. I know that's morbid, but we have to stop waiting around for it all to be perfect. We have to stop making excuses for why we can't do the thing that's on our heart now. And that is literally what these things are. They are excuses. Does it mean that none of them are valid? Absolutely not. Some of these excuses are 100% valid, but they still are excuses. They still are things that you are allowing to stand in the way of what you're trying to build for yourself. That doesn't mean you can just shove them aside and they're just gone magically, but it does mean that we can identify them. It does mean that we can do something about how we're feeling, about the things that are getting in our way, about these obstacles. We have the power to take that action. Too many people feel like they are a victim of their life, like they have no control, like they can't do anything about it, like life is happening to them. And I just don't think that that's true. I think that we can shift our perspective and shift our mindset and understand that we do have control over a fair amount of our lives. The victim mindset just isn't going to get you anywhere. You are going to live your whole life thinking that life happens to you, that everything is against you, that there's nothing that you can change and that you are stuck. When in reality, you are the victor. You are the one that gets to call the shots. 
at least some of them. I realize that there are aspects of our lives that we have no control over. I, you couldn't control the family you were born into. You couldn't control the financial situation that you grew up with. You couldn't control whether somebody chose you for the job or not. There are choices that are out of your control. And we could spend all of our time obsessing over those, or we could focus on the ones that we can control. That just seems so much more productive. And it feels like that is how you're going to get to where you want to go. I get really fired up about this topic because I think I'm talking to a younger version of myself a lot of the time, a version of myself that just thought that I there's nothing I could do about it. I couldn't move. I couldn't make enough money to make the change that I was looking for. I would never find the career that I needed. I was stuck in this relationship and there was nothing I could do about it. I had been in it too long. I can't leave now. I chose the wrong major and I couldn't go back. I've spent all this money and what am I doing with my life? Like I have depression and anxiety and I can't just erase those. So now I'm a victim. I can't fix this. Like there are so many pieces of my life that I felt like a victim in. And it took a really long time, took lots of effort to get to the point where I am now, where sometimes I still feel that way. Sometimes I still have those sessions where I just want to complain and do nothing about it. Venting is okay, but too many of us are living in a life where we literally just complain about everything that's going on in our lives and do absolutely nothing about those things. And that is frustrating. It's frustrating for me now because I see too many people do this. Too many people message me and say, I'm so jealous of what you're doing. I could never do that. And I just want to ask, why not? I know finances is a huge piece. I get it. I understand that I, my, my husband and I are in a position where we are able to do this. But that didn't just like magically come out of nowhere. That's the other piece. Like, I don't know. This is a really hard topic. Because I, I know that I am a privileged person. And so it's hard to riff on this without acknowledging that other people just don't have the same things, that other people weren't born you know, with the skin that I was born into and every other aspect. I, I know that I have privilege, so it's hard to riff on this in an honest way. But sometimes it's just really frustrating to watch people wait and watch people message me and say, I wish I could do this when I know them and I know that they actually could. I know that it wouldn't be comfortable. I know that, you know, their lifestyle would probably have to shift. I know that they'd have to make sacrifices. I know it'd be scary, but I know that they are also very capable. I also think that because, you know, I am a white woman and my husband and I uh, make a fair amount of money now that it's assumed that this has always been the case, that it's assumed that this has always been easy. And it really freaking hasn't been. It wasn't very long ago where I couldn't pay my bills, where I had collectors coming after um, my boyfriend and I at the time, that our electricity was being shut off, that I was working three different jobs while I was in college and still racking up an immense amount of debt. It wasn't that long ago that I literally couldn't get out of bed, that I almost failed out of school because I just couldn't get myself to move and get dressed and shower. And I didn't want to live anymore. There was a big chance that I wouldn't be here right now. If there were subtle changes to my life, I would have made very different choices. I was very close to making those choices. It, it hasn't all been perfect. It wasn't that long ago that I was carving holes in the back of my throat with my fingernails on a day-to-day -day basis. And all of those versions of me would never have thought that where I am today would ever be possible. And so I, I feel you on that fear. 
I feel you on that idea that it's just not possible for you. But I, I just want to tell you, I want to be one person at least that tells you that it is, that tells you that it's not too late to restart or hit the reset button, to reinvent yourself or your life or some aspect of it to make some change. It is always going to feel more comfortable and more safe to stay the same, to stay stuck, to stay exactly where you are right now. It is always going to feel better. It is never going to feel nice and comfortable and beautiful to try and change, to do something scary. There's just no guarantees and we don't like that. Our brains don't like to not know what the answers are. But the way I see it now, and this is just the, the philosophy that I have learned to carry, at least in my short time on this on this earth. We can either stay the same, stay here and stay miserable, stay hating whatever it is that you hate, whatever it is that's holding you back in your life. We can stay here and be comfortable or we can leap towards something different, make some sort of pivot or change, feel really uncomfortable and terrified and take the reins on our life because you are not a victim of your life. You get to be the victor if you choose to. Does that mean it's always going to look glorious? Absolutely not. I guarantee that it won't. I guarantee that there's going to be hiccups. I guarantee that there's going to be times when you're crying on your bathroom floor. I guarantee that there's going to be times that you regret something, that you say, was this the right choice, that you doubt yourself. I guarantee that you're going to lose people and gain new ones and people are going to hurt you, that things are going to feel painful and uncomfortable and stressful. But you're choosing one or the other. You're choosing the stress of staying stuck and realizing that you could have done more with your life, or you're choosing the stress of trying something. And even if it fails, knowing that at least you put some effort in, at least you took the reins. For myself, in this season of perpetual pivoting, constant change, it has just reinforced this idea that there is so much beauty and opportunity that exists in our ability to take control of our lives. And with each failure or each obstacle that we encounter in this journey, there are just lessons there. You can choose to view them either way. Those obstacles or failures, you can choose to to view those as evidence that you aren't good enough, that you made a mistake, that you shouldn't do this. Or you can view them as lessons in ways that you can get even stronger in your ability to take on and tackle all of the things that life is going to throw at you. I've become really comfortable with letting go. Because we have to leave each of these places after a few months. You get attached, you find people, you find community, and then you have to let go of them and try something else. It's it's getting really comfortable with constant change. Does that mean it feels good? No. There are lots of remorseful, bittersweet moments in this journey, but they're beautiful things. They are a gift that I get to experience each time. So there's just so much perspective shifts that have happened in the last three months. We've really only done one leg of this. We're just on our second one. We just arrived in Bozeman, Montana. This is literally day one here. (laughs) Yesterday we got here and started to unpack, but it was like a nothing day. We had no energy. It was so exhausting. So this is my first day here. (laughs) And I literally could spend uh, probably hours telling you guys about the entire journey and everything else that we've learned. But I really... I want to give you guys things to take away from this. This podcast is not just about me telling you my story. You're not here for story time. (laughs) I assume that you are here to gain something from this. So I want to keep it focused on you. And as we were doing this like 14 hour plus journey to Bozeman, 
we were reflecting on what it took to get here and all the choices that we had to make, all of the fear that happened, the stress, and the stress that still exists. Because whatever choice you choose, you usually are choosing some form of stress. It's never going to be a smooth ride. So you have to kind of pick your potholes. Which ones do you actually want to hit? So I couldn't help but think that someone needed to hear this story to hear how I got here, what it has looked like, at least a little bit. I know there's so much more I can show you. I could be here for hours and I will show you in chunks, more digestible chunks. But I figured somebody needed to hear this piece of the story, to hear that it's possible, to hear that they can take the reins back and make the change that they need to in their lives or create the thing that's on their heart, something. Just I'm just here to tell you that the world needs you, needs the thing on your heart, or needs the full version of you. Your family needs the happy, fulfilled, aligned version of you, and you just can't get there if you stay stuck here. So try something, anything at all. Whatever feels best for you, take some sort of action this week. All right, really quick before we go, because I know that I've managed to rant for a fair amount of time now, but I was brainstorming the other day trying to figure out how I could reach more people and grow our community and really reach more women specifically. And while this podcast is a really beautiful way for us to connect as a community and for me to provide some value, it's it's me talking on the other side of a microphone to no one. I don't really get to see you guys, and I wanted to figure out how I could make that happen. So I am really excited to let you guys know that I am offering a completely free masterclass called Building Lean Muscle Without Macros that is on April 30th at 5 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. All of the information will be in the show show notes. And I would love to see you there. Like I said, absolutely free. I just wanted to take advantage of any opportunity that I could to see your actual faces, your beautiful faces. I want to know who you are and connect with you on a deeper level. Like this podcast is great, but I want to know you. This masterclass is going to be hosted over Zoom. So we'll be able to see each other. You'll be able to interact with me. You can ask any questions you have and I'll be able to answer them in real time. We'll do some hot seat coaching where I can hear more about you and your goals, whatever you have. The intention is to show you a little bit more about how I coach and provide you with some value and tangible things that you can take away from this free course to bring into your life. I freaking hate when I have signed up for free things and it's literally someone just like, giving you like a bunch of fluff and like vague content that actually isn't helpful at all, only so that they can like rope you into some coaching package. That is not the intention here. I am giving you free, tangible advice, things that are tactical that you can take into your life, simple things that will help you get closer to your goals without having to diet or have rules or count calories or weigh yourself. I am really anti all of that. My approach is extremely anti-diet culture, but I still know that we have goals as women especially. We have body composition goals. And so I like to look at my approach as a way to bridge the gap between intuitive eating and dieting or macro counting. Because I believe we can heal the relationships that we have with food and our bodies and exercise while also having body composition goals. So I want to tell you how you can actually do that in your life without obsessing about numbers. So if that sounds interesting to you, definitely check out the show notes. There's a link in there. And if you're following on social media, I'll be talking about this over the next couple weeks before the actual date. So April 30th, 5 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. 
it's a Sunday, so it's literally the perfect day to like dive into your goals, to put your life together and have a plan for yourself for the week. So bring a drink, bring all your questions. We are going to have just a ton of fun, very casual. I cannot wait to see you guys there. Check the show notes for the link. You can just click in there or follow me on social media and I'll be sharing about it a bunch over the next couple weeks too. And I will see you guys next time. Thank you so much for allowing me to take up a little bit of your brain space today. Like seriously, it means the world to me. If you connected with this episode, it would be amazing if you could share it with your friends and tag me at Ashley Osho so that I can personally thank you. That way, we can build an army of badass women who believe in themselves that will take the world by storm. I cannot wait to see what we make possible.